1: You are listening to Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Orlina Kerrick, weight loss coach. I specialize in helping busy mums lose weight with healthy eating and living. You're invited to sign up to my VIP area where I have all my free handouts and videos. Simply go to
0: drorlina.com, that's Dr. O-R-L-E-N-A dot com, and you will see the sign up and sign up there. Now, on with today's show.
1: Hello, good morning, lovely people, and welcome to another episode of Fit and Fabulous with me, Dr. Alina Carrick. Before we launch into today's show, I want to make an exciting announcement. I'm super excited to be launching a new service, which is called My Kitchen Miracles, and it will be about recipes. I'm going to be curating recipes. Now, I will tell you more about that later on because that wasn't the exciting announcement. The exciting announcement is that during the months of September and October, in order to spread the word about this product that I'm creating and to help you all out, I am doing some free video training. So I have got several of them booked and you can go to dralina.com forward slash videos and find a long list and sign up for them. Now, if you're already on my email list, I'll tell you about it. But these are the topics we are going to be covering. What is healthy eating? So healthy eating in a nutshell. Picky Eating 101, this one's for you parents. I know all about picky eating. Written books about it, struggled with two of my kids. I say struggled, they're getting there. How to get kids to try new foods, another big topic for parents. How to teach kids healthy eating habits. How to meal plan without going insane. How to lose weight whilst cooking for your family. This could also be how to eat healthily whilst cooking for your family and then feeding toddlers. So throughout September and October, you will be able to join me either live or catch the recording. And those videos will be available until October the 30th. So super exciting. Come and sign up. Dr. Orlina, that's D-R, Orlina, dot com forward slash videos. See you there. I hope you are feeling amazing today. It is the beginning of August as I record this. They're never recorded at the right time, I know. And we're in the middle of summer and I spend my entire year looking forward to summer. So this year, I am really enjoying summer. I'm taking time to notice that it is summer. And you know what? Some of the things are amazing. I love the cool breeze. I love going for early morning swims. I love going to the beach. I love the evenings. And some of the things are... Not so great. It's really hot. It's really difficult to sleep at nighttime and you don't want to go out in the middle of the day because it's so super hot. But the other thing is that the good things and the bad things are connected. Without the bad things, the good things wouldn't feel so amazing. That cool breeze wouldn't feel so refreshing if I weren't sitting here thinking, oh, my, it's super hot. Good things and bad things go hand in hand and enjoying both of them, appreciating both of them is reality. It's what there is. We don't just live in a land of happy, happy, happy. That's my prelude for today. Today, I want to talk about self-worth. And I think this is a really interesting conversation. Now, a little bit of backstory. The reason why I decided to talk about self-worth is because I'm doing some work with my business coach. So you'd think it'd be really easy to build a business, but you know what? I did not go to business school and it's something that I struggle with in terms of um, learning how to build a business. So I have a business coach who helps me. And as we've been working together, one of the things that I realize comes up for me is this idea of self-worth. Who am I to run a business? Who am I to run a profitable profitable business? Who am I to help people lead amazing lives? Who am I to help people lose weight? And I see this in other areas, this underlying who am I to do something, this underlying lack of self-worth. Across the board, in so many people, when I think about the problems that my clients and potential clients have, people who are struggling to lose weight or to lead a healthy life, and I look and I really dig deep, deep down, I see this lack of self-worth, this lack of self-love. And I look at, I listen to high-end coaches who are coaching, you know, business people who have, have it all on the surface. And they talk about this lack of self-worth. And I think across the board, it doesn't matter where or what you are, you have this lack of self-worth. So perhaps you're doing something that you consider to be truly, truly amazing. And then you think, I'm not worthy to do this. Or you're doing something that you feel is too easy for you. And so you think, my goodness, I, I'm not doing enough. I'm not pushing myself. I'm not worthy. I'm just here twiddling my thumbs. And it's the human nature to seek challenges and try and overcome these challenges. But then that is a double-edged sword, because if you don't seek these challenges, that leads to this issue of self-questioning, self-worthiness questioning. And one of the things I see, thinking specifically about people who are wanting to lose weight, is this idea of overeating. So it might be that you had an issue that started off and it might have been an issue of self-worth that led you to overeat. Or it might just be that you had habits, that these were habits that you had from childhood that led you to overeat a little bit. And then that leads to the question of self-worth. I'm just this person who eats too much. How on earth can I not stop doing this? What's wrong with me? So I think this question of self-worth is something that is worth digging deeper into and really trying to get to the bottom of and trying to understand. So thinking about people who do various different things, and it made me start thinking, who are groups of people that I really admire? So I think about my life and being a doctor and think, well, am I worthy because I was a doctor And the answer is really no. But I know that on a certain level, we use that outside influence, that outside feedback to give us a feeling of self-worth. So when I was a doctor, I would walk into a ward and I would get respect from people and I absorbed that respect and it fed back into my self-worth. And, you know, on one level, you could say, well, I was doing amazing things and helping people to not be unwell. For me, the reality was it was just a job and a lot of it was routine. There's a lot of hard work involved in being a doctor. What I considered to be boring things. Now, some of it was really hugely exciting and I really thrived on it and loved it. But those were the minority, not the vast majority of things. And thinking about that idea back then, of who am I to do this? I didn't really have that because Really, it was just about the rotor and the rotor. There were not enough people to be filling the hours. So it was more about, oh, my goodness, we need more people to work hours. You can work these more hours. You can work your whole week and you can work an extra shift at the weekend. So I never really had this idea of who am I to be helping these people. I never really stopped to think about that. It's going back to this question of who do we admire, big groups of people that we admire. And this will be different for different people. And I think about different people. So politicians, well, as a group, I don't hugely admire them, but they do have a big influence. These are people whose sphere of influence is countries and worlds. What about entrepreneurs, people who are earning loads and loads of money and doing amazing things, And again, they might have a big sphere. They're using big money to create amazing things that probably I don't see in my life or probably I do see in my life. I'm just not aware of it. What about doctors? For me, doctors is something that I think, you know, I admire these people, a brain surgeon who has spent their years dedicated to this area of science and forwarding things. And if you think about doctors and their area of influence, it might be a city or a town, And then I think about me and my area of influence, which is really small, my family and the clients that I work with and anyone who listens to my podcast and reads my website. But just because my area of influence is small, does that make the things that I do less worthwhile and less big and less amazing? And the answer really is... No, the things that these people are doing, they might be involving big money and amazing things, but that isn't about self-worth. And a lot of that is just incidental. So I was listening to a coaching session um, with this top end coach and he was coaching someone who worked in human resources and she worked in this big Fortune 500 company company and was dealing with millions of dollars. And she said that the job that she did was matching people. You know, she could see different qualities of different people and she matched them. And that was essentially her job. And I think that's an amazing job to do. And it's incidental that you do that job with people who are earning millions of dollars. If you do that with somebody else in a small school or town or something like that, you're still doing the same job so that the... The scenario of where you're doing it is different. So these are just thoughts that I had about self-worth and how people measure their self-worth. But the reality is, is none of this is important. We don't have to do anything to feel self-worthy except that it's very difficult for us to really think about that, particularly as we have these challenges and when we don't succeed at these challenges or if something goes wrong, we think that we are less worthy. And that is heartbreaking. We forget this and we have an issue that happens. And then on top of that failure, shall we say, we work into this. I'm less worthy. And it's just not true. We are all worthy and we are all deserving of love, care and respect. If we think about young children and babies and they arrive doing nothing, what can babies do? Poop and feed and scream as far as I can work out. Yet we love them unconditionally. They don't have to do things to prove themselves to us. And as our kids grow up, we love them despite all these other things that they do, not because of them. I'm talking about their bad behavior. We love them because of the good things they do as well. But the bottom line is we love our kids and it doesn't really matter what they do. Obviously, we want to educate them to be amazing people, but we love them either way. So we are all worthy of love, care and respect and unconditional love. And we're happy to give that unconditional love to other people, but not so to ourselves. You don't need to accomplish anything to be worthy of love, care and respect. So what can we do with this, these ideas and think about this idea of self-worth? Well, One thing I think is really about learning to love ourselves. And you know what? I think this is truly difficult because we're so used to not doing it. We're so used to thinking of ourselves as just ourselves. We don't really matter. It doesn't really, we don't really care what happens. Of course we care. And we need to learn to love ourselves, to care for ourselves and to respect ourselves. And one trick that I think can be super useful is to think of yourself as a child or young baby. And when you think, I don't love myself or I'm not treating myself nicely, think about how you would treat that baby, that helpless baby. Get a photograph out of yourself and look at yourself as a child and think, that is the same person, that is me. And all these things that have happened between that time and this time are kind of irrelevant. You know, the big picture is we're born, stuff happens, we die. And that happens to all of us. It doesn't matter what happens in the middle. But on a personal level, it does matter. We have these goals and these ambitions and we want to live our most amazing life. So what is your most amazing life? Is it about changing the world? Or is it just about showing up as your most amazing person? For me, one of the things I'm working on is creating my family to be a loving family so that the children talk to each other with respectful tones and get on nicely. Now, this happens sometimes, but I have four kids and it doesn't happen all the time. And often I find myself triggered by their squabbling, their fighting. And the background underneath thinking is, oh my goodness, why can't my children be kinder to each other? And that turns me to say things that I don't want to say or in a meaner way than I want to. Oh, for goodness sake, can you just stop squabbling? But what I really want to do is turn up in that place and think, I'm going to turn up with love and I'm going to teach them with love how to be a better person. And it's not going to happen overnight. They are kids and kids love cake and they want everything for themselves. That is part of the human condition. So a few tips I think about are just being aware of our negative bias. And this is such a strong thing. We are biased to see the danger in everything, to look for the negative and to be aware of that and train ourselves to think of the positive. And on a personal level, think, what is it that I want to achieve? And enjoy getting there. Enjoy striving to make these changes in your life and whatever that is for you. And do it with a certain amount of humour. And think, OK, so, well, I did well there. I didn't do well there. It doesn't matter. Let's just enjoy it. Enjoy the journey. So here is what I think, what I'm trying to explain to you. In order to feel self-worth, what we actually need to do is let go of external verification of our self-worth and truly just learn to love ourselves Just for being a human being, despite all the things that we do, despite our successes and despite our failures, which are actions and not ourselves. And when we get to this place of just accepting ourselves for who we are, then we can think about what we really want to do and what we really, how we really want to turn up in life. And that's when amazing things can start to happen. And paradoxically, that's when we really earn this self-worth and get external verification. But that that external verification is not the important thing. The important thing is your relation with your, your relationship with yourself and that you are doing those things that you really want to do. I love this quote from Brenny Brown. When you get to a place where you understand that love and belonging, your worthiness is a birthright and not something you have to earn, anything is possible. So there you go, my friends. I hope you can just take a little bit of thought from this and think, do you really love yourself? Do you have self-worth? Do you respect yourself? Remember, unconditional love. You don't have to do anything to prove that you are worthy of love, care, respect. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found that interesting and useful. And if you did, I would love it if you could just share it with a friend or even leave a message on a review on iTunes. Have a fabulous week, and I will see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening today. You are welcome to sign up for my VIP area, which you'll find at drorlina.com. That's D-R- O-R-L-E-N-A dot com. Now, if you have enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could share it with one of your friends. Perhaps you have a busy mother friend who is struggling with weight loss and healthy living and everything that I talk about. So please feel free to share it with her. And if you are really keen, I would really love a review on iTunes. Now, I know it's a little bit difficult to do, but if you did, it would really help me get my podcast seen by other people. Thank you so much and see you, hear you, chat to you next week. Bye bye.